Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. The following is a presentation of the Four Center podcast feed.
From the center of the galaxy, this is the Force Center Podcast feed. I'm Ken Napsok for another edition of Star Wars Ranked. Just me today. We have a topic, five things to support that topic. I want to thank you all who listened to the last two episodes. Episode 47, 48 with Andres Cabrera. Ace, some of you may know him as from the Shamo's World. And his show with Robert Butler III, The Meaning of Ace really brought it, didn't he? I mean, I know that guy loves Star Wars and knows Star Wars, but he came in here with some great stuff. We're going to bring him back. If you uh, haven't heard those episodes, go back and listen to it. If you did and enjoy it, hey, tweet Squad Leader Ace and let him know. He appreciated his Star Wars knowledge. It's a lot of fun. And we are here in a new year, new shows, new topics. All right, we're going to dig in. There's a lot of things to get to, and I'm working on some ones. Me, me and Scrimshaw got some Star Wars rank lists we really are excited to put together. It's just a matter of getting it done. So right now, today, it's just me. Just me. I hope you can live with that. But I am excited with this one here. I like what we got cooked up here today. It is Netflix Star Wars shows. The most needed Netflix Star Wars shows. Now you're like, well, what? what we, we got the streaming service. You mean shows like, no, I'm saying we need some Star Wars shows inspired by Netflix style shows. And I think you know what I'm talking about. And I'm focusing mostly on the true life reality documentary kind of shows that you see a lot out there on Netflix. Those ones that, uh, you know, when you're scrolling through with your loved one on a couch and you and you scroll and you scroll and you scroll and you're not sure what to watch and there's big blockbuster movies, those hit shows you're supposed to binge and if you don't, you're out of the loop. But then you scroll and scroll and suddenly you find yourself on, what's this? It's a four-part documentary series on, on hamsters and the people who raised them. Let's watch this. And then you love it, and then you're crying, and then you're telling your friends about it. You know? That's what I'm talking about. We need some shows in the Star Wars world. They could be on Disney+, Plus, but they're inspired by the shows we love on Netflix. Yeah, Amazon Prime, too. Yeah, right, Hulu. But you know what I mean. Netflix. It's the Kleenex of streaming. <laughs> so, that in mind, Star Wars... Shows we need, inspired by the Netflix style of shows. Yeah, it's a long, rambly title. I'll work on it. You know what I mean. Let's go with my number five. This one is called Race Day Inside the Bunta Eve Classic. That's right. This one's also a little, you might say, could be inspired a little bit by ESPN's 30 for 30. I think the standard bearer in a lot of those kind of documentaries that we love to watch out there. Um, But... This one here, I was just watching one. It's like seven days to go or seven days till. And it's a a series where you are watching a Westminster dog show is the one example. It's like seven days to the big event and the stories, uh, some of the people showing the dogs. It was like an unfunny but heartfelt version of Christopher Guest's Best in Show in a way. Uh, it was like it was like they saw that and said, let's do a serious version of that. But it was really good and really heartfelt and really pulled you in. So I want to do that with the Bunta Eve classic, the pod race, of course, we see in The Phantom Menace. And I think you could focus on that race. And I would love to see a documentary race day inside the Bunta Eve classic focusing on Sebulba 
the hero uh, to many, uh, though if they knew more about him, maybe they wouldn't worship him. The the big star, Ben Quadraneros, uh, the underdog. Can he get it together? He's got some engine problems all through the week. Can it hold? Will it hold? It won't hold. I think uh, Rats Tyrell doing it for his family, out there racing to win money. Hopefully he survives. Oh, no, he doesn't. And then this little kid out of nowhere who's got some weird friends hanging out with him all this week. Sponsored, you know, by, uh, we'll call Wadu a criminal. I, I don't know if he's, I don't, I don't know if Wadu's a straight out criminal, but he ain't, he's shady. He's shady. And he's hanging around and, and, and he sponsors him in the race. And then, and then you could deal with the idea that, you know, it's like a, it's a slave kid. That's not good. What's Wadu, do, what's going on? Maybe it would help inspire some justice for the slave trade in Tatooine. Uh, I think you could really deal with it. I think you could really get inside the race on the ground level in the the pits with the pit droids. You could interview the pit droids. Is that what pit droids? I think that's the pit. I'm looking off at nowhere. Uh, I think that's what the pit droids make. And then you could really, I'd love a sit-down interview with Sebulba leading up to the race where he's all confident, where he's saying, you become Bantha Poodoo, where he's just, he, he just knows he's going to win. And then what happens to Sepulba when he does not win, but survives, but survives? I know there's some stuff, there's, there's, what is it, what are they, is it a game, book? You guys tell me. There's something else out there. Remember, you see, it's Quadraneros and like Sepulba 2. It's like a rematch, you know? It's, uh, it's something, uh, something, something out there like that. But whether it's can or not, I don't know. But you can focus on that. The comeback trail, a little bit of that. Six months later, Sebulba had to go to the, the minor leagues to get himself back. Maybe Sebulba went to rehab. And what happened, no one knows really where that kid went. He's gone. This kid, Annie, that won. You could really get into the nuts and bolts of, of putting together a pod, putting together a race team, the money behind it, the drama, the tension. I think you focus on... Zabulba, sit-down interviews. I think, like I said, Terrell, Team Toplagius, all those, uh, you know, Quadraneros. I think you can focus on them. Little drive-by interviews. I don't say that you should have a sit-down interview with Anakin, though. I think it's this mystery. Like, who's this kid? That's He's a local. People seem to like him. But we don't really know who it is. But I think maybe any interview about Annie, uh, Wado answers. I think Wado's the one to talk Talk about it, and that's even adds more mystery to what's going on. And then, of course, you know, Foods and Bead, talk to them, the big announcers, maybe have a camera up there as they're getting ready for uh, race day, all the research that, that goes into their work. Oh, this could be good. Race day inside the Bunta Eve Classic. You could even do it a little bit like 30 for 30. What if I told you a little boy won a big race? It's the story of the Boonti Eve Classic. I, I, you know, sc- scrolling along, I'd stop on that. And I should remind you, all these shows I have, these, these are like as if it was real. This is what I, this is what I want to do, you know? And I even think this could be on Disney Plus, where you, you do a, a legit documentary series that's funny, it's tongue-in-cheek, we Star Wars fans sometimes forget, hey, we can still laugh at it, right? Even I, even I forget that. You get me all in a kerfuffle about Admiral Ackbar? 
I'll get upset and I forget. It's just Star Wars. We're all right. We here in Force Center, we love Star Wars. We celebrate Star Wars. We are here all about it. doesn't mean we think everything's perfect. I think people forget that. I think people forget that. I love all Star Wars, but I also love uh, uh, climbing into the universe, having a little fun with it, and I think that's what these kind of shows could be. Play them straight, total comedy. And explain. And not a, Well, I shouldn't say total comedy. Sebulba's story is going to end pretty seriously. That Rats Tyrell story is tragic. All right. On that, we all can agree. Um, but you know what I mean? I think I, what I like about these ideas, is before we get to my number four, is it's taking little little morsels of the characters or little morsels in the Star Wars story and really explaining them and having fun with them there. So that's my number five, Race Day, Inside the Bunta Eve Classic. But now it's time for my number four. My number four is a show called The Correct Protocol with C-3PO. All right, so everyone loves this show. I love the show. You guys have heard me probably mention it before called Love Your Garden. It's a BBC show over there. Alan, uh, what's his name? Alan Tishmarch uh, goes around with his crew, David Domini, uh, 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 Francis Tophill, uh, Katie Under. What's her Katie Underwood? Oh, I forget her name. Uh, and they go around and they, and, they, and they go to people in need, down and out people or people who are heroic but don't receive credit for it, and they redo their gardens. And it's all inspiring. You've seen, uh, that's that kind of show. And you've seen those shows out there. We got the one now where the lady goes around and she cleans out your closet and throws all your books out and burns them and your life's better, right? That's the kind of show we want. The correct protocol with C-3PO. So C-3PO goes to your planet, goes to your, your capital building, or maybe it's your hut. Maybe it's your adobe on Tatooine. Maybe it's your, your Odagunga. Maybe he goes down to there for this uh, boss-and-ass party. I don't know. C-3PO observes you and your settings, observes how you how you go, and then you've got a big event coming up. So 3PO teaches you and your staff or your family the correct protocol for the upcoming event. And there's always going to be tension because you're not going to do it right, right, right away. And though C-3PO is not a monster, he's not a jerk, but he's prissy. He's very particular and in a weird way, not confrontational. So the, the tension is going to be him kind of going, oh, no, I can't do this. And he walks. That's the worst 3PO voice in the world, ever, by the way. And he walks out. And that's the drama. Where did 3PO go? And then you get annoyed. A couple of times, maybe some of the family shut him off. No, nah, they have to cut. And just the fact that 3PO can't, despite speaking, 6 million or over 6 million forms of communication and languages. Despite all that, C-3PO has trouble getting his point across. All the communication skills in the world amount to nothing with C-3PO as he just gets frustrated time and time again as you fail to learn the correct protocol. So then it kind of becomes a show that spins it around, not just on what you need out of 3PO, but what 3PO maybe needs to learn out of the situation. You could have cameos. You could have cameos. R2-D2, of course. We're going to want him there. The protocol droid on Cloud City that says Ichuta. I think he shows back up. And 3PO's got to teach him to clean his mouth out with space soap. I think the first episode would be C-3PO going to Bespin. I don't know if Lando's there. Maybe Lobot. But he's got to go 
get everything ready for a big Sabak tournament that's going on there. So they have a little bit of the first kind of show we got going on, like the race day Boon Eve Classic. You kind of got the big event vibe going on, but it's 3PO going around teaching everyone the protocol. Tell me you wouldn't watch the correct protocol with C-3PO. I need that as a poster coming this fall to Netflix. The correct protocol with C-3PO. All right. My number three, Star Wars Netflix-style show we need is Big Force, Small Island. And this series is a docu-series that focuses on Octo. And it starts with the history of Octo that we know. We don't know much. We got Jedi Prime, maybe. Maybe we get a little bit about that. I don't know. But then we, we move, we focus, yes, we focus on the caretakers. What are they doing there? Why are they doing it? The monthly uh, party, what happens when the men, uh, Lene, come back. We actually, it's not a deleted scene. We get to see the party here. Focus, of course, on the porks. Yeah, we're, we'll focus on the porks. Give the porks some love. Thalos Sirens, we'll give them some love. That's, that's like issue, uh, that's like episode three. The wildlife of Octo. In episode four, you know, there's this weird dude that showed up. We don't know much about him. Showed up. He almost like intentionally crashed his, crashed his ship. He he built a door out of the, the one of the wings. Uh, he had brought a green lightsaber with him. Doesn't care. It's at the lost and found. Uh, talk about that. Talk about some of the mysteries of the island. That could be number five. And then it, it ends number six of Big Force Small Island ends with the unexpected arrival of this girl and a Wookiee and a droid, and no one really knows what's going on. The caretakers don't really know. You know, the caretakers weren't happy about Ray being there. We see that even, even in the movie, and then plus some deleted scenes in The Last Jedi. We, we see it. But now, that's right. We get to see her arrive from the caretaker's point of view. That's how the series ends. And you get a sense that, well, this is interrupting our little sanctuary we have here. This is hallowed ground. Bad enough that Luke's there. We've got the searchers. And that's, you could go, you could talk to some of the caretakers about the searchers. Other people have showed up. They have a lot of little items in their lost and found. A lot of little things are in there. You could even say, oh, this one has like a red kyber crystal. Oh, who's been here before? There's some gold slippers. Oh, no. Yeah, you know, well, I guess that would mean what Snoke with Luke knew where Luke is. Um, we don't want to mess with canon too much here. Big Force, Small Island, and you could really dig in. Then you could, episode four would just be Luke's daily life. That's all it would be. Not, without Ray to get in the way, just here's him fishing. You talk to Luke, sit down with Luke. Explaining where he learned, how he learned to ride the tide and fish with that big long pole. I think I think that he'd be in there, and he wouldn't. And he would never say who he really is. He never say what he's there for. Or just he just would keep saying, "Well, I'm here to end the Jedi. I'm here to end the Jedi. The Jedi Order's got to go, and I'm going to burn down this tree." And like three times during the episode, tries to gets all dressed up in the white. 
gets a little space torch and goes to burn it and, and fails to do it every time. That's the, that kind of ends the episode. He's up on the hill. Looking up there on the hill, figuring it out. What's he doing? We don't know. We don't know. Then you pick up, you go to another, you go to episode five, then episode six, you're still, Luke's still up there. And then this girl arrives. I think you could, I think you could do a big four small island. It also sounds a little bit like a survivor type of show. I get it, surviving on an island, but it's not. Get the history, focus on the caretakers, then the wildlife there. We everyone loves nature documentaries. The pog here in its natural habitat goes out and eats grass. I guess the porgs eat grass, the herbivores. I don't know. Someone ask Star Wars Explained. He'll probably know. The Thalassarin's green milk is the only thing that provides nourishment to their calves. I think that it totally works for me. I totally see it. The caretaker, uh, that little party, the monthly little uh, ceremony. The men come back. They brought the little, they get the little light things to play around. That I love. I love the uh, caretaker, the Lene that's blowing the, the horn, just all... If you guys have not seen that deleted scene, I am okay with it not being in the movie. We saw, we thought it, we, there was stuff that had leaked out that this would be in the movie. And that's when the pirate... It's so funny, we thought there was a pirate, so there's going to be a pirate fight. There's going to be some big fight. Lay, Ray runs with a lightsaber, and, and it's, it's, it, that's what was leaked. And it was a deleted scene for a caretaker party, right? But if you haven't, perchance you haven't seen it, I, I actually really I like there's even the extended scene after Ray shoots her blaster and is first connected with Kylo. Uh, and for pacing, it works in the movie. But I actually love the deleted scene when she passes by the, the caretaker and just the, just shooting her that dirty look. Major shade at Ray. I actually really like that. I think it's really funny. And I love I love. I love Hamill on Octo. Just it's it's my favorite. But I just love when she's just like, well, I don't. They don't seem to like me. Can't imagine why. Perfect read. Love it. And that's the stuff you'd get on Big Force Small Island. Are you with me? Are you, you gotta be with me. No. Life is full of awesome what ifs, and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out of pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two year contracts, they said, What the f? Are you talking about you insane Hollywood ass? So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from thirty dollars a month to just fifteen dollars a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com/slash switch. Forty five dollars up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promoting for new customers for limited time. Unlimited, more than forty gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff: shirts and polos, activewear, and fine leather goods all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. 
Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at uh1.com. Number two, number two on my list here. Gosh, I hope you guys are enjoying this. <laughs> I just had this idea. It's like, this sounds great. It sounded great in my head. Maybe not so much on the microphone, but it's here. Star Wars rank number 49. Number two, my Netflix inspired Star Wars shows is Searching for Fett. Oh, yeah. This, this also could be called, I could maybe call it The Mandalorian. I don't know. No, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Speaking of that, I, I really, I don't, I just, I think The Mandalorian, you're going to be, you might finally hear some mentions of Boba Fett. Maybe hints at what happened, but I don't think you're going to see Boba Fett, and I don't think that answer is going to come. But you don't need that on The Mandalorian, because you've got my show, Searching for Fett. Docu-series uh, starts, of course, we got a little bit of the history of him. We got what's going on, how he was raised, the mysterious nature of that, then what happens after the Petronaki Arena and Jango Fett's died, that, and, and then we pick up again in the Clone Wars. Then when he's raised, kind of uh, mentored by R. Singh. Maybe you can cover what happens when R. Singh dies. I don't know. Then he puts on the armor. He's ready to go. Boba Fett is off and running. The best bounty hunter in the galaxy. And then, first uh, act of this doc ends with, uh, it goes in the Sarlacc pit. And then it becomes kind of, uh, you know, I don't say like a Blair Witch, but like, you know, the Blair Witch documentary. <laughs> it's not, it's a movie. It's not real. Uh, the Blair Witch movie, they, they go to town. They hear the tales. They set up all that stuff. And then they go on the mission, right? They go and search. They go into the forest. So our team can go searching for Fed. We get the history. We get to talk to people that knew him that are still alive. Maybe a maybe we talk to a very older retired Dengar. Oh yeah, mate. Fed used to run around there. Lots of fun, that man. He made Embo. Didn't like him too much, eh? But we worked with the kid because our thing says he was good, you know. Talk to him for a bit, and then you go searching for Fed. Kind of like those Bigfoot searching for Bigfoot shows, searching for UFOs. Ghost hunters, we search for Fett, and you find uh, clues, and you go around the galaxy. This could be a video game, too. And you go around, a, a companion video game, and you go around searching for Fett. And you don't, you never find him. You never find him. Then you, I think you interview Cobb Vanth, you go to Tatooine, 
Jawas, you're trying to talk to Jawas. Anyone take that armor? You go to the site of the of the of the Sarlacc pit. The Great Dune Sea, Pit of Carcoon. You go there, see what's left. That that poor Sarlacc monster all exploded and dead. You have our host kind of sift around through some armor. You think you find something. Oh, it's like it's a Wookiee braid. It must, it's Fets. Yay. It's not. And then you, you try to find him. And then the show ends. There's no conclusive proof either way. We don't know. We don't know. We don't know what happened to him. Searching for Fett. Um, I'm green lighting that right now. Or again, it's just called The Mandalorian. It won't be. <laughs> so, with that, on this short and sweet edition of Star Wars Rank, we went we went long and deep in the last couple ones, and we're going to go... Uh, you go in depth again, but I just want to have some fun today. But the number one Netflix style Star Wars show that we need is The Making of a Planet Killer. That's right. This is going to be big. This is a series, 10 episodes. This is the making of the first Death Star. We got over 20 years to mine. You know, and it's a reoccurring theme through new Star Wars canon. And it's actually it's one of my favorite things. We're going to talk about it a lot. I love the fact that we, you know, in New Hope, when you watch it the first time or you watch it growing up or, you know, you watch it in 77 or, or you're watching 83 for the first time like me, it doesn't matter. The first time I remember it, I should say. It's presented that, uh, you know, the Death Star's like, boom, it's there. We got this new thing. Um, that one goes away. Another one pops up behind it. But I've always thought, I've always believed, even as a kid, when you're arguing on the playgrounds, the podcasts of old, I always believed the second Death Star, they were already building it. That in, 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 in Palpatine's mind, he wanted a fleet of Death Stars. Why wouldn't you? You don't need to go just from one end of the galaxy by yourself. You get someone else to do it. Gerard's going to take his Death Star. Tarkin's going to take his Death Star. You know, hey, if Krennic had survived, you get a third Death Star. Everyone, you get a Death Star. You get a Death Star. I could have said, as a kid, that was my answer to myself. That's why Death Star blows up in New Hope, Return of the Jedi, a couple years, what, three, three years later, four years later, they're almost done with it. But you didn't get a sense that the, the Death Star took 20-plus years to build in, 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 when you're watching New Hope. That emerges when, of course, in Attack of the Clones, Pog of the Lesser, Dooku, Death Star plans, and then at the end of Revenge of the Sith, they're building it. So it's like, oh, okay. They've been planning this, gathering resources, now they're going to start, and it took 20 years to build, or so. We'll say 20, so that I don't keep saying or so. And that's from George himself. And it's like kind of like, okay. Then you created a little virgins in the cannon force. George did himself, which, by the way, George did a lot because George kind of is not concerned with canon. He's concerned with telling the story he wants to tell. So <laughs> I love that this new canon has kind of had to address, you know, I, the, the, the exhaust port thing and, and, and how it's tied into Galen Urso. Why I like that, I don't feel they needed to do that. But that's kind of how I view Star Wars. That's how I kind of take it in. All right. 
wouldn't have been my first choice, but I'm not making this. It's there. It's part of the story, and I react to it, react to it from that. So Galen Erso putting a little uh, flaw on the Death Star. Okay, I can live with it. And, and, and I think if you like Rogue One, you're okay with that, or you can get past it. If you don't like Rogue One, that might be one of the reasons. But, you know, different conversation. But I, so whereas I don't think they needed to answer that one, but they did, I do think you, ha- you had to address in some way why it took 20 years to build the Death Star. You got the Geonosians starting it. They seem pretty competent in what they know how to do. The Empire, for all of its evilness, at times can be pretty competent, at times can be pretty incompetent. You know? And then that's why I think the, the character of Orson Krennic is one of the more interesting characters to me. Uh, he really is because he's middle management. <laughs> we all can relate to him. He's not, he's a bad guy. He don't get, he's a villain. But if you read Catalyst, there's something about this guy who's like, I just want to have a good career. You know, there's power there. There's some evil intentions. He certainly has no empathy, no sympathy, no morals, nothing at play when he's blowing up Jetta and watching it. Oh, it's beautiful. It's, but, but that's one of my favorite moments. And there's something I can get. Hear me out. I'm not saying it was right. But there's something about Krennic I can get behind. He's just a man who wanted to do a good job and wanted to get recognized for it. I think we've all been there, that conversation with Vader. All right, I messed up. I'm not fired, though. Do I still have my job? Now you're choking me. Okay. So Krennic's fascinating. And going around, and the Empire pretty much is stripping the galaxy of minerals and materials and resources to make this weapon. Love it. Love that answer. And that is all in this show, The Making of a Planet Killer. Ten parts. I mean, I think we have to cap it at ten, but you could go more. Let's start with the history of it. The Geonosians, Pongo the Lesser, how it was a separatist kind of weapons, uh, you know, but Palpatine and Dooku are, of course, aware of it. Transfer of power. Whether or not we know, I don't know if this documentary is going to uncover who Palpatine was, maybe even who Dooku was. We don't, maybe those names, Tyrannus and Sidious, aren't going to be thrown around in this documentary. Maybe. Maybe one of the filmmakers discovers that truth and ends up dead. I don't know. But you start there, you work your way up, the gathering of resources, the costs. I did a show with my friend Mike Rainey a while ago uh, where the actual. Um, the actual building that Death Star, he, he, he went, put it all together, what it actually would cost, and, and there's some stuff going around. Uh, uh, it's a fascinating. I'll have to get the link out from my friend Mike, his show. Uh, I believe it was called You Don't Deserve Science, uh, or You Don't Deserve science, science Fiction. Oh, gosh, I can't remember. But we talked about the Death Star, the actual what it would like to build a Death Star, and how the White House uh, under Obama actually have to had to address that because uh, there was a, a signature petition went around and if you get enough, it has to go before the White House, and like 25,000 people wanted the United States to build a Death Star, um, which means there's 25,000 people on a good joke, or there's 25,000 people that thought we could do it. I don't know. You decide. So we're talking about the actual resources and, and what it would cost just in our own earthly world. So the documentary's got to focus on that. And I think you spend... A lot of time with Krennic, but I think it is done, all of this is done after the Death Star explodes, right? So it's after we know what happens. 
the 10th episode's going to deal with the aftermath. Episode 9, much like Game of Thrones. The big reveal, episode 9, the Death Star blows up. And then episode 10 is just the aftermath. Talking with people who worked on it, who, you know, I was supposed to be there that day. I, I took a vacation and went to Naboo. I, I have so much guilt in my head. Talk about rebel, you know, talk to rebels. You can talk to rebels about it. Talk to Imperials. Interview Santa Ray. You know, we have some mixed emotions about it. Thank Kyrell. But I definitely want some footage. But I don't know if I want, like, the doc. I don't want the doc to have been made during this time. I want it to look back. So none of the interviews with Krennic are, are new interviews done before he died for the documentary team. They're, like, found footage from the Holonet. Secret security camera footage they, they uh, obtained post. The, maybe, maybe this all happens post the fall of the Empire. That's how they could tell this story. And you can throw in the second Death Star. little time on the second. All right, maybe like seven or eight. Episode seven or eight or I was on the making of the second Death Star. But the, the, the making of the first Death Star is truly the story. Or maybe, maybe the second Death Star is the second season because we all want to know a little bit more. We want to know. Was there a Rogue 2? We know the Zev Sineska was Rogue 2, but was there a theoretical Z- Rogue 2 team made of Bothans? We want to know that story. That's season two. That, you, if you like making a planet killer enough, and there's sirens behind me to let you know it's a great idea, um, then you got to go for. You got to get them to make season two, which is the second Death Star. But a ten-part series on the making of a planet killer, how it goes on, how the rebels took it out, a profile of Galen Erso, what they know, Edu, what happened on Edu, the team, the problems, and all this found footage. Much like the book Catalyst, I love Catalyst. If you guys have not read Catalyst by James Lucino, the build-up, the book that leads right into Rogue One. Fascinating. It's worth even a reread. I'm thinking of rereading it myself. Just got to get through all the new Star Wars books already on the way out. Uh, They kind of have like, I'll call them emails, but they're not, but kind of uh, exchanges between like Tarkin and, and Krennic and design teams talking about the flaw. Fascinating stuff. That's kind of my basis for this idea. Have have that <laughs> that with Krennic. Just found footage interviews. Maybe it's his own journal. Maybe Krennic was keeping a journal because he thought this would be the greatest achievement. We're standing here on my achievement. I, I think that would be great. The making of a planet killer. Star Wars documentary we all need to see. So those are my admittedly crazy ideas. It's a silly edition of Star Wars Ranked. Race day inside the Boonti Eve Classic. The correct protocol with C-3PO. Big Force, Small Island, Searching for Fett, The Making of a Planet Killer. What Star Wars Netflix-style show do you want to hear? You let me know. Reach out at Force Center Pod or at CatNapsuck. Use the hashtag Star Wars Ranked. Let us know. Go to our Facebook page. You can write it in. If you're supporting up on Patreon, patreon.com slash Force Center, uh, you can write in. Let me know your idea there as well. Let me know what you would want to see if Netflix could bring you a Star Wars show. As always, we appreciate your support here in Force Center. Go to forcecenterpod.podomatic.net for more. That includes links uh, to our YouTube stuff. We really love what we're trying to build over there. And we say try because we'll need your help. Give us a like on some of our fan videos. Kevin Smets uh, put out the Force Ghost Party video. We got uh, Brian Ward's big uh, animated databank brawl, Zuvio versus Gostours. Check that out if you haven't already. Spread the word. 
we appreciate it as Force Center moves on in 2019. And we are so glad that you guys are here on board. So that is it for this week. Star Wars has been ranked. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.